Okay, but once again, though, let's get back on subject here. Mike Valeni is your father figure. No, he is not. I will be your father. You love Valenti. Like, remember you were swaggerjacking some of his, his bits. That's who you get your swag off of. You're not a father figure. Let us be your sports father figure on our podcast with swag on SoundCloud and iTunes at WXUTs after further review. Welcome back to 88.3 WHT's After Further Review. Man, it's a little... Oh, that's why. There we go. Just getting a little bit of backfeeding noise here. Once again, 88.3 WHT's After Further Review. Got Frank here. Talk a little bit of Michigan High School football recap. Now, how are you going to set up this segment? Because actually, to tell you the truth, go look it up right now. Um, You and uh, Chris Schultz actually had a really great segment on your preview and it was on fire so to speak here on 88.3 got a lot of listeners was that just was that you clicking it a lot or was that chris clicking it a lot or was people really genuinely i think it was probably from chris sharing it because i i I know i had it on soundcloud and i listened to it on the apple podcast platform Mm mm-hmm and I know that he shared it, so I'm pretty sure we got a lot of listens from there. Okay, good, yeah, because I was I was shocked by how many listens we had, and I'm gonna look it up right now. Um, that one had 87 listens. Southeastern Michigan High School football preview. So, uh, really good job with that, uh, Frank. So, yeah, thank you. Now you, you work with uh, Monday Night Victors, Friday Night, Victor. Friday Night, some Monday, Friday Night Victors. Sorry, F N V. And uh, so you and Chris works there too, right? Yeah, he's the founder of it. He's okay. also the athletic director at uh, Dearborn Advanced Tech Academy. Right. I actually was watching some Michigan football, uh, Detroit Catholic Central against Chippewa Valley on the mm-hmm. Bally Sports Network. Not Fox Sports anymore, Bally Sports Network. Yeah, I heard Ch- Chippewa Valley put a beating on them. No, they did. They did. They put a, they did a, a good beating on them. And uh, Detroit Cast Tech has a new coach. Yes, because oh. Thomas Wilcher is now at, at Michigan State. State. Now, Keyshawn Wilcher, his son, I believe. Yes, was, played at Toledo. Right, and he was in one of my business classes when I was getting my master's here at the uh, University of Toledo. So, you know, small world, small world, small world. Um, David the Man and Guy Harris is a, a AFC North preview. Got about 12 plays along with Darren Cohn, the coach. He called in. Did you listen to that one? He got about 12 plays. I'm going to have to give that a listen. I just had a lot on my plate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, we hadn't talked to Darren in at least two or three months, you know. Yeah, and, so, but he's always got good stuff to say. Yeah, and we got a College Football Alliance had eight in a retweet. Somebody retweeted it, I guess. Uh, I don't know who did that. They're all also bots on the stuff. But go ahead, David or Frank. That this was week one of Michigan yep. high school football with with height with Ohio. It was week two. Yes. So how about we get some uh, music? I'm thinking college football on CBS. <laughs> okay, I can get that for you. Yeah, that, there. That's that's an easy go to. Yeah, it is a very easy go to. So let me just pull that up for you, Frank. All right, and uh, actually, I already had it already pulled up for you here. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, what is it doing? Sorry about that. It's going to be doing some kind of ads or whatever. But here you go, Frank. Here it is. Can you hear it? Not yet. Oops. There we go. 
There we go. All right, so some uh, scores in southeast Michigan and a couple other notable scores around the state. So we'll start in the Downriver League. Hey. It's really called the Downriver League? Yes. This is there nine schools in there. Car- yeah. Gibraltar Carlson's a team we cover there. And they were a 36-7 winner over Lincoln Park. Landon Grove gets his first win as head coach of the Marauders. So good start to that era. So it's called the DRL. If you want to call it that, I'll, I'll allow. Okay. Other scores. We had uh, one non-conference score in there. Chelsea out of the SEC White beats Trenton 40 bagel. Bagel Other, means zero. Yes. Oh, yeah. Other scores. Allen Park 38. Wyandotte Roosevelt 23. Shout out to Ethan Baugh, who is the cousin of a good friend of mine, Stefan Dial, who was at the game last night. Other scores, Dearborn Edsel 4, 27, Southgate Anderson 18, Woodhaven 40, Taylor Donut. Mm. <laughs> a lot of blowouts, I noticed. Oh, yeah. We we had a few stanky leg alerts, too. Right, right. <laughs> Who? Let's move over to the Huron League. There is one game that's going on tonight at Madison Heights Bishop Foley between Milan and Warren Michigan Collegiate. Okay. That's at 7 o'clock. Mm-hmm. I won't be able to find out how that's going because I'm going to be at my cousin's wedding. But other scores. How about a shout-out to Buck Ream and the Flat Rock Rams? They ended a long losing skid. They beat Melvindale 34-6. to Finally get off the schneid there. There. New Boston here on a team that we thought was going to be pretty good. Well, they lost a heartbreaker to Milford 21-20. to Game I officiated, Monroe St. Mary's Catholic Central and Elmont. I thought this was going to be a close, tight game. Mm-hmm. Hey, SMCC 25, Elmont, Zippo. <laughs> a Zippo, like, not like the uh, yeah. lighter. Zero. They held, held a, we thought Riverview Gabriel Richard was going to beat Grosseal because Grosseal, just for whatever reason or another, Never does well in odd-numbered years well. Mm-hmm. I think John Bonner and company decided we're going to serve them up a nice dinner from Crow Filet. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll eat our crow on this one, Coach Bonner, if you're listening. Grosseal wins 40-21 to over Ga- Riverview Gabriel Richard. And, of course, what other score in the Huron League was Airport and Ida. I thought this was going to be a close game. I think all three of us picked Ida to win. Well, we were right on that front, only it was not as close. Ida wins 43-26. to Owen Sampson, 208 rushing yards, and he also had a 37-yard reception as well. So a big day for him. Mm-hmm. And we'll stay in the LCAA for some other scores. Clinton, uh, Division Six finalist last year, they beat Manchester 48-15 on Manchester's new turf field. Brooklyn Columbia Central, ugh, I don't think they're going to be very good. I actually talked to a coach from there last night who I, when I was working in Concord. They lose 27-14 to Napoleon. Dundee, how about this? Steve Iyer gets his first win as Dundee's head coach. They beat Summit Academy 25-18. Player of the game was Carson Irwin, their quarterback. And he also had a big interception return with 20 seconds left to set up what was the game-winning touchdown. Mm. So shout out to him. Hillsdale loses to Jonesville, twenty-two to six. I'm a little bit surprised by that because they've done well against Jonesville in the past. But uh, Jonesville, I think, is starting to come around. Okay. Um, oh, and another Huron League score too is Onstead and Jefferson played. Jefferson thirteen, Onstead ten. 
And Caden Pridemore, player of the game, 80-yard punt return to the Hizzy, which proved to be the go-ahead score. <laughs> to the Hizzy. Okay. Yep. And then this one I missed on to between Whiteford and Blissfield. I'm thinking this is going to be a close game, and Whiteford, seemingly, the pilot light is back on, and it's probably a lot closer to the level of the teams from 2017 and 2018. Mm. Heen that it is in their last year. Here they beat Blissfield 52 to 21. Cole Gisagi, a monster game at running back. He also had a 95 yard kickoff return for a score that basically put Whiteford ahead for good. Over in the SEC Red Conference, where I'm at for basketball, Ann Arbor Huron, Hunt over Detroit Southeastern 41 0. Dexter over Birmingham Groves 40 to 8. Ann Arbor Pioneer loses to New Baltimore Anchor Bay, 37-14. Fun fact about Anchor Bay, the son of my white hat on my crew, he is actually Anchor Bay's defensive coordinator. Mm -hmm. Pinckney beats Ann Arbor Skyline, 48-21. Here's one we all missed on at FNV. Monroe and Roseville are thinking, this is going to be, Monroe's going to have a great year. Well, (laughs) Roseville is a lot more athletic than I thought. They beat mm-hmm. Monroe 42-11. to Fun fact about Roseville, Chris Bowler, who is the son of former Dearborn Advanced Tech basketball coach Greg Bowler, mm-hmm. her, is now on Roseville's team as a defensive back. So he, uh, he ended up having a nice game. Here was a thriller. Her in the big house yesterday. Mm-hmm. Celine over Hudsonville, 34-30. to he, Ipsy Lincoln, 51, St. Clair Shores, mm. Lakeshore, 36, and Bedford, where I'm at for basketball, mm. they base, they dropped a 50-burger, mm-hmm. 54, and Utica Ford, zilch. Mm-mm-mm. How now, Monroe do? Did Monroe play? Yeah, they lost to Roseville, 42-11. But... <laughs> uh, and then a couple. That was a nice quick score. <laughs> I do have to get back to uh, the LCAA because this was pro- this is probably the biggest shocker of a score. Hudson played Ithaca on Thursday night, and Ithaca, of course, I've mentioned they're a blue blood in Division Six, very good program. Uh, of course, they've changed coaches because Terry Hesbrook retired, and the new era in Ithaca doesn't just get off to a bad start. It was probably about as Ugly as you could have imagined. What? Hudson puts up 59 points to Ithaca's 14. I didn't, I don't think anybody saw that coming. I I actually talked with uh, Taylor Phillips, who does radio for Ithaca. He couldn't believe it either that Ithaca's run defense was just terrible. So Hudson it, rolled up over 500 yards on the ground. Uh, Patrick Sizer said, give a shout out to him. Yep. Pat's one of a fellow official of mine. He was a mentor of yours, he said. Oh, yeah. I've learned a little bit from Pat. I don't know which game. Pat, tell us which game you had. Okay. So, but, yeah, well, what's up with all these lopsided scores I've noticed? I, mean, I know week one is sloppy, sloppy. But in Ohio, it seemed like in week one, the, the teams were filling each, filling each other out, and at least some of the scores were kind of close. Week two, it, things got broken open. But it seemed like right off the bat in Michigan, everybody's just getting slapped. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think it's a lot of things. I think a lot of it's teams that are that graduated a ton of talent. Okay. But the thing with it, with the, you also have two Division Eight teams dropping fifty burgers mm-hmm. on 
teams that are actually pretty good in Division Six, like Whiteford putting up 52 on Blissfield. I didn't expect that to happen. Mm-hmm. And then Hudson putting up 59 on Ithaca. That Ithaca had never given up more than 50 points in a game going back to 1950. Mm-hmm. That's how shocking that is. Is and of course Hudson, they're I gotta do I gotta do a little research, see if they ended up uh going back to running the full house tier if they're still running the spread because they were doing that last year. Mm-hmm. Here are a few other scores to tell you about. We'll go to the clip because also a fellow baseball umpire of mine. Cabrini is his alma mater. Mm-hmm. And then Erie Mason had a nice long road trip to Olivet College to play Saranac. They win fifty two to Bagel. Like I said, what's up? So Steve Bowers gets a nice win in his first game as head coach. And put up a 50-piece. Now, do they really like to run up the score, or that's just how it happens sometimes? I think some. I think it's just how it happened. I mean, in the Bedford-Utica Ford game, hey, John Phillips had his second and third straighters hit it. They still scored. Mm-hmm. And then a, a couple other scores. This one was a little bit of a surprise. Rochester Adams, 35, West Bloomfield, 17. West Bloomfield was a defending state champion in Division One last year. Mm-hmm. And, and they then, lost. Yeah. Well, that happened. Well, they, maybe they, they had a lot of graduating. Well, yeah, Donovan Edwards is now at U of M. Ron Bellamy is now taking an assistant coach job at U of M. But mm-hmm. West Bloomfield still has some talent. Mm-hmm. Another score, or this is a big game in the Interstate 8. Jackson, Lumen Christie, and New Lothrop. These are powers in Division 7, and Lumen Christie wins 27-14. Herb Brogan still has it, even though he's been there since seemingly before Christ. <laughs> I kid, I So basically kid. saying BC. It, it, it feels like that. Mm-hmm. And then one score for the Cascades Conference, uh, I'll highlight. The actually, Cascades Conference? Yeah, well, well, two actually. Okay. Where's the Cascades Conference? That's at? basically like Jackson, okay. an area. Okay. Uh, Tecumseh ends up beating Grass Lake, 39-24. Or Greg Dolson, Tecumseh's head coach, I know pretty well. Really mm-hmm. nice guy. And uh, my good friend, Jake Krasaniak, a.k.a. JK Raider on Instagram. Mm-hmm. He is on He is on the game day staff, and he's also Tecumseh's director of basketball operations. I'll have to tell you, there'll be a story about me and Jake uh, when uh, our schools play each other in basketball. Mm-hmm. And then another score for Addison, 61, Springport, 16. Good friend of mine, Clay Pelham, who was an assistant coach at Dundee, is now coaching at Addison, so mm-hmm. his Panthers get off to a nice start as well. That'll pretty much do it for our Michigan High School Scores recap on this Saturday, the 28th day of August in the year of our Lord, 2021. So basically you just gave us scores on stuff. Well, yeah, especially ones that were really jumped out at me. Okay, and can you explain why the the discrepancies in scores? I mean, that that once again, we, we're trying to figure this out. Why so many bagels and fifty pieces? I mean, that is getting that. I hope it's not gonna like this in week two. I don't think it will be. Well, and for the game I did between SMCC and Almont, I didn't think Al, I didn't think Almont was a bad team. I thought they were. I thought they were. They were decent. The problem was. They had a muffed punt, which led to an SMCC touchdown. Mm-hmm. Fumble on a kickoff led to an SMCC touchdown. Mm-hmm. And SMCC, I mean, anyone who watches them play knows mm-hmm. they are going to run the hell out of the football. They run the full house tee. Mm-hmm. They are just going to grind you down like a pencil. <laughs> really? Yeah. They'll wear, they will wear you down. They're, I mean, they're not... They're not huge on their offensive line, but they're they're strong. 
they're smart, and they're disciplined. Right. And which is that's that's the hallmark of a vintage SMCC team. Hmm. Okay. And of course, here's probably the wildest score I had. I don't know if I mentioned this. Riverview sixty four, Dearborn Divine Child forty two. Dearborn Divine Child. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you deal with the heat? Because I know you were refereeing out there in that heat. How did you deal with it? And I noticed that a lot of Michigan teams have rugs, which is, means turf. So, and I know turf sucks sucks up so much of that heat. It's oh. got to be unbearable. Well, it was pretty rough Wednesday when I was doing a freshman game at Ipsy Lincoln. Oof, 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 but here, here's what, what the what us uh, what we did as officiating crews. We basically said anytime we have a timeout called or it's between quarters, we're gonna grant, we're gonna give you a little we're gonna give you a little bit of extra time, get some water in you, mm-hmm. yeah. Or if we have a or if we ever have an or official stoppage of play, mm-hmm. like get y'all get your get your water in, get hydrated, because mm-hmm. the last thing we want to do is have an ambulance called out and we have to take somebody and somebody's got to go to the hospital. Right, right. Yeah, I mean that was a hot one that Ipsy Lincoln because that was like late afternoon in the sun on the turf. Turf SMCC in Almont that was on grass at Navarre Field. Right, but that. <laughs> Thing too is we had to wait a little bit longer for that one to start because Almont had bus issues. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we as a crew were we're all hydrating before the game. I'm drinking water. I'm drinking Gatorade. Hey, and special shout out to uh, the stat the coaching staff at SMCC, uh, Ian, athletic director Chad Myers, and Dean students Sean Jorgensen. They really took care of us right. because they, at halftime they said, "Hey, we'll get." Bring got you guys a cooler full of Gatorade water. We'll bring you food. Who um, Alex Morgan, who's one of the the uh, I, I want to say he's a grad assistant because mm-hmm. he recently graduated from there and he's just helping out on staff. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Basically, they, grad assistant. You know, he's yeah. helping out on staff. Yeah. yeah, they they had a cooler full of cold towels and they all, they all gave us one. Mm-hmm. Of course, last, last night in Concord, that felt like we were in a jungle. Why is that? It was because it was just so hot and humid. <laughs> so hot and humid, you couldn't couldn't bear it, huh? Yeah. So, so how do you prepare mentally for it? Because I mean, you're out there with the athletes; you got to run around with it. I mean, do you guys have fans on the sidelines? They give you extra water, so you know the staff hopefully gives you extra water. Oh yeah, I mean, co- well, coaching. Well, when the coat when players are getting water, I mean, we'll ask like the water boys for each team. Like, hey, can you get me a drink of water? And they say they always do. Mm-hmm. It was so. I mean. Coaching staff still to take care of us as well because they realize we're out here we're we're doing our, we're doing our best to combat this heat and we're trying we don't want to end up having to stop the game because one of us goes down right we can't have that yeah no nobody did likes you guys to start that. games a little bit lot, uh, later if you guys had heat index advisories I know a few soccer games had to start a little bit later I do uh, the one I'm aware of was there was a freshman game in Ann Arbor Huron mm-hmm. that got pushed back to a six o'clock start on Wednesday. Hey, it was supposed to start at four o'clock, mm-hmm. so there was that. Obviously, two. Well, I had last night in Concord between Concord and Climax Scotts. Mm-hmm. Scotts got delayed getting there because they had bus issues, so we started about ten minutes later. Mm-hmm. Here, but that's pretty much what happened week one. We'll see what week two brings. I've got, I've got. Well, I guess I got one more game week one because they say the week, a week goes from Wednesday to Tuesday. Hey, in Michigan, I've got a JV game at Summerfield mm-hmm. on Monday. 
Hey, to do the good thing about that is I'll be allowed to wear shorts. Oh, you're, you're allowed to wear shorts. I thought referees had to wear pants. Well, I know in Ohio you guys can wear shorts at varsity levels mm. as long as everybody matches. Michigan, if it's a varsity game, no shorts. Wow. And of course, my 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 crew chief Bill Collins says has his his legs will never see sunlight. He. He will always wear long pants, so we got to wear long pants even if we were allowed to. Now, when I was doing a freshman game at Lincoln, I told the guy, I said, you guys want to go shorts? And they said, uh-uh, Jeremy Valentine, who assigns for the Southeastern Conference, says, you can't wear shorts even if it's sub-varsity. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, eh, okay, I'll live with it. So you guys, you'd be out there baking. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, the pants I wear aren't, they're not like super heavy. They're they're lightweight and they're breathable. Mm-hmm. Well, so it's not that bad. Right. But, I mean, you're standing out there, and, I mean, you're getting hot crotch and, you know, a <laughs> swamp, swamp behind. Swamp ass. Yeah, swamp ass, as I've called it. Right. Yeah, and it's just, you, at least you get some sw- shorts out there. You can Your legs can breathe a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I'll be allowed to wear shorts on uh, Monday because some of my other assigners will say, you know what, if it's, you can wear shorts if it's sub varsity. Okay, sub so sub varsity you can wear shorts. But it depends. It really depends on the your crew. On, on your uh, also on your assigner, like Jer- Jeremy Valentine and uh, Todd Gooding, who are two of my assigners. They'll say no shorts. Period. But, See, that's why you can't get officials. You know, they're, <laughs> they're getting paid. Oh, look that that's some, that's something I'm gonna have to discuss. Well. I mean, I think if, it, if it's Yule regular, if it's regular grass, it's not bad. But I know what it's like. I've been on the turf before, and yeah. I mean, I've done media stuff on the turf at University of Toledo, and it's just like it's like twenty degrees hotter because it just absorbs the heat. Like that turf just is like, give it to me, and you're just in there. Like I've been standing there, and I'm like, my God, how do these guys deal with this? This is it's awful. You're just standing there sweating, and you're almost feeling like you want to pass out. I mean. I can understand you moving around and stuff like that. It, you can't get away from it. Even in the shade, the turf is hot. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully that's something that Mark Yule and Brent Rice say. You know what? We're gonna go. We're gonna let you guys wear shorts if uh, you all if you all match as a crew for varsity. Right. Match as a crew, or you're playing on turf. You know the rug. Yeah. No, I mean maybe if it's a grass field, I might say, well, you know, it's great. But that mean literally that stuff just absorbs heat. Like it's just. Yeah, so I, yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd feel sorry for you guys. Yeah, and then uh, week two is based. I've got a JV game out in Grass Lake, Michigan. Okay, cool. and and then I've got a pretty big one on Thursday mm-hmm. between Ida and Whiteford. Okay. okay, yeah, that's a yeah. I mean, when we were during break, uh, my crew, my crew chief emailed me and said it's a big rivalry game. Well. Uh, mm-hmm. Bill, I don't know if you're listening to this, but um, Ida and Whiteford used to, they did while they did used to be in the same conference in the old River Raisin Conference in the Michigan Ohio Border Conference. That was in the 1970s, and they have not played each other in football since I believe 1974. Mm-hmm. I'll have to double check on that. I mean, they there's times where they've played each other in basketball or baseball. Mm-hmm. Other, other than that, that's it's not it's not. And then, as far as I'm aware, there's really no beef between the schools. Okay. I mean, I've, I mean, both had both head coaches. I've got a ton of respect for Jeff Potter at Ida and 
Jason Mensing at Whiteford. Mm-hmm. I think they're they're both very they're both very good coaches and and do an amazing job. Uh, but you know, got to be ready for anything. Just when you think something's not going to happen during a game, it does. That is true. Yeah, because last night when I was doing a, my game out in Concord, Concord's drops down to eight man football for the first time, and mm-hmm. they were and their coach is kind of telling me, okay, you know, we're we're not entirely familiar with it. And Climax Scott says when they dropped down eight man, they were actually in Division Eight, and they were actually pretty solid and. I was thinking uh, this one might get ugly, and it ended up being a really close game. Mm-hmm. So you know that's that's football for you. Mm, okay. I, I don't I don't like to use the cliche on any given Friday, but you know expect anything. Yeah, that's right. Any given well, they say any given Sunday in the pros or any given Saturday in college football, but any given Friday or Thursday night, anything can happen. Anything else before we close out this segment? Well. Week one's just about in the books, and I'm really looking forward to week two and beyond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. And keeping cool. Well, you, have you realized, well, we were complaining about the hot weather now, but by Dece- late November, December, you'll be talking about the freezing weather. <laughs> you got that right. Okay. All right. Well, that's Frank's football recap. When we return, try to get get a hold of David real quick. So see. We'll do. And see if we can call in on the phone and see if we have the phone lines working. I know Kevin and uh, what was the other guy's name is helping us out with that. Uh, Scott. Scott, yes. Kevin and Scott. Kevin's the uh, um, station manager and Scott is one of the program directors. But take a quick commercial break. Listen to 88.3 WG's after further review. We'll be back after this.